0: i Spaces Welcome to The Ether. Today is Thursday, January 6th, 2022. Today's episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of the other educational resources they create, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts, and much more. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or re-delegating your Luna. Today on the Ether, we have the Loop Finance AMA. Let's take a listen.
1: Uh, hey guys, Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to uh, this week's AMA, the first AMA of 20. 20- uh, 22 we've got uh, Simon and Tom co-founders of loop uh, we're bringing ads uh, to you on the Twitter spaces and on zoom at the same time So uh, this will be recorded and it'll be popped in uh, YouTube too. So uh, guys uh, just before we start um, What what is the last uh, two weeks brought? I know there's a lot of things that have happened and we haven't had one for two weeks I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys uh, What has happened in the last two weeks and what was come out for loop? And uh, I know it's been very exciting we know we've had some crazy t- TVO increases and and all those things. So I'd love to hear from from both of you guys about what you're excited about uh, and what what happened in the last two weeks. Yeah,
2: I'll go quickly. So we've had a lot more beta users jumping on the apps, which has been awesome. Really good feedback again, as usual. Uh, just refining that entire process of onboarding onto the app, creating your wallet the first time or migrating from Terra Station. Uh, so look forward to improvements there and we're in, improving the um uh, integration with the community uh which has seen a lot of upgrades too it's, it's also very exciting tom will talk about that later uh a lot of covert has been happening over the last two weeks uh but we're we're all powering through it like we power through our products so uh that, that won't stop us we've had some awesome new pools tom maybe do you want to talk about them
3: yeah absolutely um the AUST pools are, are obviously attracting a lot of attention. They're attracting a lot of liquidity. Um, you know, they've attracted some criticism as well. Um, but in general, like we see these as a very positive um, thing for, for the DEX. Um, in fact, I think we're going to make the decision to move more and more towards having AUST pools as opposed to having UST pools. It just makes more sense for liquidity providers because essentially the liquidity provider can hold, you know, um, they're holding an asset which is generating a yield in a number of ways. Like the AUST itself is increasing in value um, over time. And so essentially, they're getting the Anki yields um, by holding that. But at the same time, they're, they're getting the, um, the yield from the, the DEX. So they're getting the trading fees and then they're getting the farming rewards as well. So essentially, they're getting a triple reward on, on that side of um, their liquidity, um, which is amazing. Um, I think the criticism was about the AUST-UST pool, uh, which is not that capital efficient um, with the current bonding curve that we're using. Because obviously, there's a bit of slippage there. Um, and so, you know, it, it can lead to a, a little bit of inefficiency in the pool. Um, but, you know, the, obviously the higher the, the liquidity or the higher the TVL of that pool, the, the less slippage is going to be. Um, and that's already growing quite quickly, which is great. Um, so already for small trades, there's very low slippage. And then we're looking at actually improving the bonding curve algorithm on that um. On that pool as well, so that uh, will also help to make it a lot more efficient, and essentially will treat it like a, almost like a stablecoin swap pool, so that it'll always be you know one for one point one six or whatever it is at the moment that the um, the exact uh, exchange rate is or the, the exchange rate should be between those two assets. Uh, so we'll, we'll find a way to lock it in there. So, yeah, look, AUST pools, I think they'll become like a real thing of the future. And, you know, it, pretty much every DEX on Terra should just be using AUST instead of UST um, as one of their core pairs. Uh, so, yeah, the, um, that's that's uh, that's been really exciting to see that the community interest in, in those pools. Yeah,
2: and it, it, it makes total sense to me too, right? So if we have a user that wants to get into Anchor, right? Right now, they can jump onto Loop buy UST with their credit card and then convert UST into a UST, right? So, so right now, the easiest way to get into Anchor is actually through Loop. And obviously the whole process is going to be tweaked, refined. And as Tom said, you know, the, the bonding curves, we we've been working on custom bonding curves for what the last like six months with a double professor, um, in Australia, you know, who's, who's one of the best. Uh, so we're very confident that we're going to make these bonds perfect for exactly what we're trying to do, which is you know to be the curve um on Terra and to have you know custom bonds for like the A A UST UST pool. So like Tom said it's one for one and will be the easiest way to onboard into anchor, you know, continually like the app, for example, will also have um the integration what with credit cards. So you'll be able to download our app, create a wallet very easily like you normally would, purchase um, UST using your credit card and then swap it for a UST one-for-one one
1: with decent volume in the future. Some really, really cool stuff. Uh, Simon, you're reverbing a little bit, just letting you know, it's kind of coming back through the mic. Uh, let's get into the questions, actually. So uh, we've got a bunch of really, really spicy ones uh, at the moment. So uh, will there be a dashboard for earned transaction fees for LPs too? Uh, right now, we only see the rewards.
2: Yeah, good question. So in, in the new V2 designs, which... We will make more public there will be a button on the deck so you can have a sneak peek into what's coming you'll be able to see on your dashboard on your portfolio a lot of things you'll 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 have a pie chart there you'll have graphs there it's actually going to be very cool Um, but what you'll be able to see is your revenue in ust value for each of the pools and then your apr for that pool Um, and we're also working on on being able to harvest these rewards without having to withdraw your lp you know same thing with farming same thing with with staking uh we you know we're working on optimizing the entire process uh, we've also had a lot of people ask us to to have a, a one click button for people to be able to harvest their their rewards from everything um, and then auto stake them you know so uh, we've, we've heard all your feedback we've added all this into the queue so you guys will be able to see it in our designs coming soon updates to the to the v2 um but everything is is basically all broken down all the stats that you want to see lp versus huddle that's coming in the future too uh, one click um the farming wizard that's that's another thing we've been speaking a lot about and showing you guys on our designs you know we're, we're going to make it super easy for you guys to convert all of your dust um into two tokens and then auto pool that and then auto farm that and then obviously we've been getting everyone excited about our lp nfts so if there is an opportunity to convert that position into an LP NFT, then you'll have a big button there which says, you know, again, increase your APR even more. Uh, then you'll get you'll get taken through our awesome um, customization process of creating that LP NFT. You can choose what image you want to use. You, you can use loop images or you can even wrap this position around um, another NFT. So you could actually go buy an NFT on OpenSea. Pull it over through the wormhole, and then wrap that NFT in this LP position, this annuity, this bond, and then trade it, keeping it your wallet staked. It. Um, it's very cool.
1: That sounds that sounds so cool. There's there's a lot I know there's a lot coming. Um, so talking about you know APR calculations on the pools. So do they factor in the transaction fees those calculations at the moment, or is it just the farming?
2: Correct. We've just enabled that. So right now, when you look at the top trading assets, you'll see APRs which include farming and uh, trading fees. If there's no farm, that'll just be trading fees.
3: Yeah, some of the wormhole pairs you can see on the dashboard there, they actually show like a very low APR. And the reason for that is is because there's no farm for those pairs yet. Um, the, the APR that you see there is just from the transaction fees alone. Uh, but in the next couple of weeks, we'll also be releasing some farms uh, for those wormhole pairs as well. Um, so, yeah, you, those APRs obviously are going to increase once, uh, once that happens. Um, the other exciting thing actually about farms, while we're just on that topic for a second, we're going to re- actually release some six-month farms as well. So at the moment, there's a minimum lock-up period of 14 days um, for our farms. Um, but we're also going to release another uh, farm type, which will be a six-month farm. So there'll be a minimum lock-up period of six months. Um, but those farms will have a higher APR, a much higher APR than... Uh, than just the 14-day farms. Um, so just something to to look forward to as well for people who are in it for the long term and, you know, providing liquidity for the long term. Um, this will be a, a way of us to sort of, you know, lock in larger amounts of liquidity for longer periods of time and then reward those people uh, for providing that as well. So that's something, something new we're looking forward to.
1: Cool. Um, so what does the Loop Dex gain from the staking of NFTs? Uh, The loop DEX itself doesn't actually gain
3: anything from the staking of NFTs. Um, The staking of NFTs is just so people can collect yield on those NFTs. So basically, if you've got, say, an LP NFT bond, which is going to provide, you know, let's say, 100 loop a day for 100 days, uh, while that NFT is staked, you'll collect the yield. But as soon as you unstake that NFT, that yield will be paused. Um, It won't be lost. It'll just be paused. So say I stake it for 10 days, I collect 10 days worth of yields, I, I unstake it, that NFT will still have 90 days worth of yields um, to be collected and that won't start again until it gets restaked. Um, the uh, the reason for this is uh, a couple of reasons. One's for compliance because we can't just have people earning a passive income. They have to actually take some sort of an action and staking is considered an action. Um, the other reason is because obviously if you want to sell that NFT, you want to pause the yield on that NFT while it's being sold. So, you know, while it's up for auction or for sale, you can have the yield paused on it, you can put it up for sale. And then when the new person, uh, the new owner uh, buys it and takes takes uh, possession of it, they can then stake it and collect the rest of the yield on that NFT. Um, so that's, you know, a couple of reasons why we've introduced this staking process. Yeah,
2: Yeah. The, the LP NFTs serve one main purpose, right, which is to lock up liquidity, which is to the benefit of the DEX and for everyone trading on it, right? and we reward people with high aprs and with an awesome experience you know you can you can number one have your position your liquidity position tradable uh, it looks awesome as an nft sits in your wallet and you get higher aprs right uh, and also the you know we've got some awesome partnerships uh, which we're very keen to announce but we're holding off just a little bit longer um, where we'll be able to own the liquidity um so so loop decks will permanently own that liquidity uh, and this is a service that we'll be offering to all of the projects that are coming through Loop exclusively, because uh, it's a, again, it's a win-win-win-win. Like we we're saying before, the Dex wins, the projects win, the people providing the liquidity, um, permanent, you know, to be taken on permanently win with very high APIs and access to these awesome new projects, um, and the bots also win too because they have a lot more liquidity to play with.
1: It's I'm very excited for for the protocol and liquidity uh, for sure. Um, so. Perhaps some misunderstanding. It seems that intentionally creating a pair that people should never use, and then boosting it as a farming pool, is immoral. Can you find the purpose of austust pool?
3: Uh, yeah I mean we touched on this a, a little bit. The AUST UST pool is act well I mean there's a couple of reasons for it. Obviously as Simon mentioned earlier, it's a really easy way for people to get into anchor. So if you buy UST which you can directly through you know our web app, you can at the moment or you can buy UST on multiple exchanges. Uh, it's then very easy to come onto loop and, and exchange a UST for AUST and essentially you're, you're already in anchor. You don't actually need to, you know, to go over to the anchor app, like web app, and then deposit the UST and, and go through the process that way. So as long as we make sure that the um, the the rate, like one to one point one six, which are currently like one UST is worth, um, sorry, one A UST is worth one point one six UST, as long as we make sure that rate is held, um, you know, held quite tight. Um, then there's no loss for the for the user to to actually make that swap on our dex as opposed to doing that that um, you know making that swap on anchor itself. Um, so for convenience of users, that's one reason. Uh, the other reason is to act as a routing pair. So as we add more and more AUST pairs in the future, we're not necessarily going to have UST pairs for all of those assets. That means if you want to go from UST into that asset, you'll need to go through a AUST. So it'll use the AUST-UST pool to start with. It'll go from UST to AUST. And then it'll use the other pool to swap from AUST into whatever asset it is that the user wants to buy. So that AUST-UST pool will actually become one of the main routing uh, pools on the DEX. Um, and so, yeah, it, it actually you know is going to serve quite a large purpose. And we can actually see that in the future it could uh easily become one of the biggest and most um highly
2: traded uh, pairs exactly like loop decks will be 100 percent efficient with a ust a ust you know so we will get there in order to get there one we need time and two we need um, TVL, which is why we have the farming rewards to get that tbl in while we're building these these custom bonding curves and while we're doing all of our integrations with Anchor directly, so yeah, obviously there's there's going to be a little bit of you know uh, of a period in which it is not hundred percent efficient, but people are willing to to pay for that um, inefficiencies for ease of of use, right? So and that's what Doe was talking about before. He was saying it's not it's not the most efficient. yet he doesn't understand it, uh, but it makes sense in the long run that right now we're just we we launching, and these are the teething pains. Um, and we're providing, um, you know, a lot of ease of use for a lot of people. And very soon, we're working on it hard, we will be pretty much 100% efficient.
3: And we're providing farming rewards to people who are providing liquidity so they actually don't end up worse off. I mean, they're actually getting a, a, a gain out of that as well. So we're essentially compensating them for any potential loss with with IL uh, through the farming rewards. So, yeah. It, and as Simon said, it serves the longer-term purpose of... How we want the architecture of the decks to work.
2: Correct. So, and, yeah. and and O wants more UST in Anchor, right? So that's what we're working on, automating that process and getting that A's as much AST as we can into Anchor uh, so it's as efficient as possible.
3: Exactly. And also by having all of our pairs in AUST as opposed to UST, that obviously means that there's going to be more UST locked up in Anchor um, just through that mechanism as well. Instead of having all of that UST in the pools, just sitting there. Um, you know, not doing much, it'll be earning a yield through Anchor at the same time as sitting in the pool. So, the yeah, we, we really see it as a win-win for, for everyone, for liquidity providers and for users. I mean, if you're going to hold UST, why not hold a UST, right? Like, why not hold something which is, you know, accumulating value as opposed to something which is, well, let's be honest, the US dollar is actually just losing value, you know, over over time. I mean, you know, the, the, the inflation in the US is really high at the moment. It's, it's, if you're just holding US dollars, you're, you're, your money is losing value. You might as well have it in AUST and, and, and be making a, a gain
2: on that. Exactly. Yeah. Doe and Anka are going to love us at the end of it. Simple as that.
3: <laughs> I don't know if Doe's ever going to love us, but anyway. <laughs> oh,
2: he already loves us
3: secretly. <laughs> he
1: will. Just as you wait. Okay. So we're talking again. This question is about the AUST USD calls again. Uh, it says there's no current APR estimates for those pools, and it says coming soon. Is there any benefit to contributing to that pool now? Uh, is there no APR number because those pools are not earning APR on swaps, or because it just hasn't been long enough to be recorded, be reported, and therefore the APR rate is unknown? Uh, that, those APRs are showing now. They should yeah, be showing by
3: thought. now. So I think yeah, that's um, that's been rectified. Old question. Old yep.
1: question, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So are the yields still auto compounding, or has that changed?
3: Yields are no longer auto compounding. Yeah, in the beginning, our our farms were auto compounding. Um, that's no longer the case. In order to, to compound, you need to actually withdraw from the farm, harvest your your loop um, or your loop R or your halo rewards or whatever reward that farm is offering, um, and then you'll need to like repool and uh, refarm those tokens, or just take those tokens and stake them. Um, is is probably the easiest way uh, to to continue I, to get
2: exactly we. We, we honestly could have kept the auto compounding and we could have used APY instead of APR all throughout the decks with much more impressive numbers. But again, you know, we're, we're not out here to fool you guys. Um, we had a lot of uh, a lot of um, discussions and thought around this. If everybody's being compounded at the same time, then it's not really auto compounding. We need to have that harvest function where people have the option to leave their, their tokens in to be auto compounded or withdraw. For there to actually be true, you know, auto compounded, because then not everyone can be can and will be auto-compounded. So we 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 made the moral decision of removing that for now until we put the harvesting in, showing true APR instead of really high, awesome looking APYs. Um and and yeah, we're just being open and transparent with you guys.
1: Does anyone know of any yield aggregators that aggregate rewards on the loop Luna B Luna? Not at
3: the moment. I don't think there are any yet, but um, I guess we're expecting that one of the yield aggregation platforms like Apollo or Spec uh, or maybe, um, yeah, you know, one of those will, will actually create uh, some sort of an auto-compounder. I think um, Apollo is probably, you know, they're, they're perfectly de- designed for that. That's that's what their main vaults do is, is auto-compound. So, um, yeah, we hope to see something like that come out in the near future.
1: Okay, so I saw that your mobile app is coming soon. I've actually played with it. It's awesome. Can you detail uh, what will be available on the app and I would say when as well as when?
2: Cool. So just quickly, uh, we've got obviously the swap functionality, uh, which uses the loop decks. That swap has our awesome graphs on there, and we've simplified the process um, opposed to Terra Station. So instead of you having to you know, input your, your swap details, then click swap then have to verify on another screen uh and then do the trade ours has everything on one screen so you input the from and the two you've got the summary there and then you've got the graph below that and then when you click submit that that's when fingerprint or password and then it executes a trade so you know again we, we've heard everyone's feedback um and and we're just trying to make this process as as enjoyable and smooth as possible for you um, we've also got um numbers so dollar values On the wallet screen so you can just see um you know very quickly and easily the the total value of your wallet and the balance for each coin uh you've got an awesome portfolio screen so you can see a breakdown of all your assets where they are all your staking positions farming positions uh pretty much eight board right um very nice and clean you've got our community uh which is obviously nice and easy for you to play around with and we're going to have some really nice wallet integrations with that community coming soon. Uh, and then you've got our LPNFT marketplace. Uh, again, it's only coming soon. So you can see uh, what will um what it will look like and how you can use it. But you'll be able to see all your LPNFTs there, the positions, um, your ROI, uh, your APIs and everything there too, which is cool. When that's coming out, um, you know, again, we're doing things properly. So we've 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 opened up first the private beta, now we're in public beta. So anyone can go on our website, um, scroll down on the landing page, and then click on um, the App Wallet section, and that'll take you to the to the private beta that you can join. And uh, once we're happy, and once you guys are happy with it, then we'll we'll go live. So we're hoping to go live within you know a couple of months max.
1: Cool. Uh, okay, so this one is on Loop Learn. So updates on Loop Learn: uh, Will I be able to share with my normie friends before Q
3: two? Simon, you can probably answer
1: that one. You're you're the loop loop learn um, loop learn guy. Loop learn, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Yeah, to give you an update, uh, it's it's moving pretty uh, pretty hard. So uh, we'll be launching on the second of February, I believe. Uh, That will just be a couple of the videos uh, coming out. We're building a a new platform as well, so we've got uh, platform V1, which is already done. Uh, we we've all, all the all the developers have finished that platform. That's going to be quite a basic functionality. Um, by by March, we should have uh, most of, of the videos. We've got a you know the animation teams that's been working, you know, around the clock on it, um, going through uh, storyboards and animations and voiceovers and everything like that. So we're going to have about you know forty videos uh, plus, and then that will scale to you know over a hundred videos. Um, everything from you know, basics of crypto to uh, it's looking like we're going to have all the uh, ecosystem projects uh, housed on Loop learn as well. So uh, pretty much most of the projects in the Terra ecosystem in the future projects are going to have their own uh, education videos as well that be housed on Loop Dex. Uh And there will also likely be a developer series for uh, onboarding developers. So uh, I'd say, you know, the gamification will come in around March or so uh, in, you know, in earn to learn And we're just rolling it out in stages but it's going to be very very soon and you'll start to be you know it, in, in feb you'll be able to have the first uh the first set of videos uh, it will be like you know seven to seven to twelve videos uh and then from there we'll um we'll add more and it will just get rolled out and, and it will grow and we'll bring in more functionality and the new platform is going to look amazing it's it's really really good so amazing
3: can't wait yeah really looking forward to that It's going to help to onboard so many users because As I've said so many times, I mean, this stuff for us is kind of second nature now, but for for, for normie people, I think, you know, crypto is already complicated, but DeFi just takes that to the next level of complications. So it'd be great to have like a really structured course for for people to onboard.
1: Yeah. And I think that the biggest keys is is understanding how it benefits Loop. Um, Like we've got a partnership with TFL uh, at the moment where, you know, these videos are very, very high quality, very, very high quality. Um they may you may end they may end up on YouTube as they'll likely end up on YouTube as well. And you know, I, I see these videos having millions of views on YouTube in terms of, of their 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 quality. And everybody that comes, the first thing they're gonna see is is Terra X loop learn. And so firstly it gets eyeballs on loop. Um and you know, we're gonna have, you know, a lot of or driving all the onboarding into into loop learn. Um but also from that it also gives it gives us the ability to, you know, in the section on, on, you know, where we talk about loop and stuff, you know, and we can give away these these NFTs um, as rewards that can really incentivize people to use the loop decks as their main point. Firstly, it's their first touch point into crypto or into Terra. And secondly, if we give them NFT, if we give, if we give people NFTs that maybe reduce trading fees or give you an increase in yield and people hold them and maybe they have to stake them to, to get those rewards, then what happens is you you kind of have the ability to retain users on the loop decks and everybody's going to use the loop decks as the main uh, place for their trading because that's what they've learned and that's where you know they've been rewarded to do so it's it's very beneficial to build this out as as kind of the glue that that really um helps as a first touch point or as a you know a lead magnet if you like and we're also teaching people about crypto in a way that they've never learned before if you look at if you look at crypto uh, and the education that's around in crypto at the moment, it's not great. And, you know, this is a really a way to change that and to gain a further learning experience. Fantastic. Cool. Can't wait. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, so when will we be able to learn about some of the projects being incubated by Loop Ventures? Um, I think we've talked about a couple of them um, already. There's
3: there's sort of three main ones at the moment. Uh, one is um, Solar BTC. Um, SBTC. So, essentially, these guys are building out a large-scale solar farm in the US, uh, which will be used to mine Bitcoin. Um, We are then tokenizing that farm on Terra, which means that if you own these tokens, then you will start to get some of that Bitcoin yield, which is being um, generated by the farm. Uh, essentially, that we're going to bring that yield over onto Terra um, and and deliver it to people who uh, are staking the SBTC tokens. Uh, so you, we like owning a part of a, a solar mining farm, a solar Bitcoin mining farm. This um, these guys have so much experience in not only the solar um, and wind energy fields, but also in the in Bitcoin mining. Um, and we're really hopefully looking at making this within one to two years, making it 100% solar. So that means that 100% of the Bitcoin mined uh, for this farm will be mined by solar power uh, with with no backup energy from the grid at all. Um, so the idea with that is it will mine, obviously mine Bitcoin during the day uh, when the sun's shining and then at night um, the the the, the, um, the rigs will just switch off. Um, But if we have enough of these in different places around the world, then obviously we can mine, you know, uh, 24 hours a day. Um, So that's Solar BTC, the very exciting project, amazing team. And yeah, we're really like excited to be bringing that to Terra and of course to Loop. Um, So the next one is hybrid, um, hybrid NFT. These guys um, are building out an NFT platform, but with a difference. And the difference is, is that they're actually building out factories as well. Um, almost with these um, sort of next generation 3 d printers which can print out almost anything. Um, and the idea there is is you'll buy an NFT and you'll be able to print it out um, in in into a real world product. Um so your NFT can become a, a shirt or it can become you know a, a cup or it can become like you know a, a whole range of different objects can actually be printed from these NFTs on these machines and you'll be able to see them being printed in real time. Um, so that's that's also really cool. And and they have a, a, a number of like a wide range actually of really top-level partners. Uh, so one of the guys there used to work at Vi- for Viacom, for example. They have partners, you know, from everywhere from Ferrari to Maradona, um, you know, to Mr. Men to like, um, you know, like a whole range of like really big brands that they're, they're working with. Um, so they'll be creating NFTs and then real-world products uh, for those brands, which is super exciting. Uh, and then the last one is Lunart. Uh, Lunart are building, again, an, an NFT platform on Terra, but for artists uh, and creating like a, a really amazing artist community where people will be able to vote um, on artists and see, you know, which artists they want to see on the platform. And, yeah, they, 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 they've also got themselves, they're, you know, a community of artists themselves, and they'll be onboarding lots of new artists. So it's it's an NFT platform focused much more in the kind of artist art world. Um, which is really cool as well. So yeah, they're kind of three that we're working, um, you know, to bring out very soon. And then we have OneCast as well, uh, which is a platform for for um, you know talent, models, actors, actresses, etc., to create NFTs, and then for people to be able to purchase those NFTs and kind of have a stake in 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 that their career. Um, so if they do well, then obviously you know the the early NFT holders will do well as well. Uh, and then we have a range of other projects as well. So yeah, uh, just keep up to date. We'll be releasing information about these all of these projects really soon, starting to write articles on them on the loop community. So keep an eye out there and and you'll be updated as to to those projects as they come through the pipeline.
1: So that's it for the questions, and we're going to. I'll uh, we'll, we'll just cover a little bit about what's coming, and then we'll jump into open question time from the floor. Uh, so, uh, guys, what, what can we expect in the next week? So, what can we expect in? You know, I know this Q one is going to be massive for for Loop, but what can we really expect coming in the next week or two? Um,
3: look, I think you know more than in the next week or two. I think we should talk about the next, say, four weeks. Uh, we um, the main thing we're really focused on at the moment is our NFT platform. Uh, that's going to be really, really exciting to have that um, finally up and running with the LP NFT bonds. And I can probably um, drop a little bit of alpha in here as well about another NFT, really cool NFT project or product that we're working on, uh, which is part of our marketplace. But it's a minting functionality. So we're going to be offering projects um, the ability to, to essentially do a mint. Um, so they could mint, you know, two and a half thousand or five thousand NFTs. But, well, they can allow the community to mint their own NFTs. So, you know, th- they can essentially do a launch of their collection. Um, and but through that process, when you're minting an NFT, um, everyone will pay the same price for the NFT uh, when you're minting. And obviously, some of them will be rarer than others. You know, some of them will be common, some of them will be rare. But the the difference, the big difference with the, um, what we're doing is is that all of these NFTs will have a yield in tokens attached to them. Um, So it won't just be a a JPEG NFT. It'll be a a JPEG NFT with a token um, yield attached to it. Um, And the token will be from that project. Um, I think one of the first projects we're going to be working with on this is White Whale. Um, So they're going to be releasing an NFT collection. uh, And when you mint one of those NFTs, it's not until you mint it that you find out exactly how many tokens are attached to that NFT So the common ones will obviously have lower numbers of tokens, uh, a lower token yield than the rare ones. And some very lucky people will get a a super rare one, which will have like a huge yield attached to it. So this is kind of, it's almost like a new kind of launchpad because the projects can raise money in this way by selling these NFTs and the community can get, um, get tokens from these NFTs. And we're, we're, we're actually randomizing who gets the most number of tokens. So instead of like a traditional launchpad where high tiers or whatever high you know token holders who have a lot of tokens are the ones who always get the, the biggest number of tokens from from, you, from the IDO, this completely randomizes that, that process. And you know the lucky winners essentially it turns it into a bit of a lottery as to who gets the, the NFTs with the most number of tokens attached to them. Um, so that's like a really exciting product um, that we're we're working on as well, um, and that's how our NFT launchpad is going to to operate. And then of course, with these NFTs, you can either stake them and collect the yield on them, or you can you can sell them on the marketplace as well. Um, so you know there'll be a lot of options, uh, cool options for things to do with those NFTs. So. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that I'm most excited about at the moment is is the launch of the the NFT marketplace. Um, Simon, what, what what are you what are you excited about?
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. Um, obviously, the app um, refinements and, and and getting more feedback from everyone and implementing that, but also um, we we are <clears throat> launching a few updates to the to the website itself. Uh, we want to give you guys a landing page. Uh, for each of our products, you know, just to allow you to deep dive and 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 see exactly what each of our product uh, offers as a, as its UVP, unique value proposition. Um, see the stats for each because we're starting to get some really impressive numbers, um, and also the um, bounty for our new V2 Dex design. So we've we've um, been trying to launch this for a while now, but we just keep getting awesome feedback from you and constantly updating our designs now we're finishing all that off um also with all the, the awesome stuff that tom has been talking about with the LPNFTs, so we'll be opening up a bounty for that where everyone can click through the prototype on envision uh see the the new ui on all of the pages um like the, another very cool update that we've done is we've we put a compressed version of our nice and simple swap functionality with the graph on a few pages so you know if you're on the markets page for example checking out all the stats for all the coins and Terra, uh you'll be able to do a quick transaction there too right if you want to use our bigger graphs and and have more powerful uh functionality during the swap then you can go to our dedicated swap page Uh, and this very cool compressed swap functionality is something that we are containerizing um, so that other projects other platforms other websites can implement this you know, very cleanly, very easily on any of their pages. Uh, And they can default the from and the to tokens to what's relevant to them, right? So we're just trying to make, you know, our platform, our tools, our UI, which we spent a lot of time and energy on with our community refining to be accessible for everyone, you know, really easily. Uh, We're even planning on doing an SDK so that you can integrate it in with your apps. Uh, You know, so for example, like when we get really good and really efficient with this whole, uh, you know, going from fiat into anchor, uh, you know, we, we can have that that one button functionality from credit card to anchor uh, available for everyone to use on, on any site, and and like the really cool minting process that Tom was talking about too. That's also something that we'll be looking to containerize and like all projects to put on their websites. You know, even farming functionality too. Uh, if a project wants to, uh, you know, incentivize one of our farms. With their own tokens, they can put that on their platform and allow people to go and interact with that, you know, from their website into our pool. So that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be, you know, the corner, the center stone of all these amazing projects um that are coming to Terra. And 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 that's what we we're talking about before. The DEX is just our centerpiece. All our other functionalities and, and platforms all connect into it um and, and go through it, which is awesome. Hey
3: guys. So if there's anyone who wants to ask a question, please put your hand up now. Um, you can do that here in Twitter and yeah, we'll do our best to answer them.
2: Cool. We've got a few people asking about bonding curves, our custom bonding curves. Tom, do you want to talk about that?
3: Guys, I think we might as well wrap up this YouTube video cause we're on mute anyway, so it's not going to be recording sound.
4: Yeah. While we're switching over here, I think Simon was mentioning the bonding curves. We touched on that earlier today during the interview. Um, but I think something like bonding curves is such an atomic level of the DEX function that it could have some big implications on the future of you know, how our DEX works mechanically behind the scenes. So what can you say to that, Simon? Um, I can probably talk about that a little
3: bit. Um, yeah, at the moment, we're looking at um, implementing a couple of new bonding curves. One is um, similar to curve V1, um, which is basically a stablecoin swap curve. Uh, So it's designed to swap from one stablecoin to another. Obviously, when you're stopping swapping stablecoins, you don't want any slippage at all. You just want one-to-one. So we'll create... um, The idea there will be bringing over wormhole tokens. So, for example, wormhole USDC, wormhole USDT, uh, maybe wormhole DAI, and then allowing people to swap those on the DEX for UST um, and at no loss. So that's the stablecoin swap curve. Uh, then we're going to we're actually creating a bonding curve similar to curve V two. Uh, with the curve V two, it's a, it's more capital efficient than the standard kind of bonding curve algorithm. So it clusters the capital around um, the current price point, and it uses oracles to determine what that price point should be. Um, so yeah, for that, it's more capital efficient than having all of the obviously all of the capital spread out across the curve. Um, You know, all the way from zero to infinity, essentially. And with a traditional bonding curve, it does actually spread out the liquidity across the entire curve. Whereas the Curve V2 model um, clusters the liquidity around the current price point, which is obviously where you need it to be. And then it has less liquidity at, at, at the ends of the curve. So at the lower and the higher ends. Um, you know, some of you might know of Uniswap V3, where the actual user gets to choose where they want to place their liquidity, so exactly which price points they want to place their liquidity. Maybe that's something we'll look at doing in the future, but uh, for the moment, it's, it's not something we're, we're really focused on um, because it requires quite a lot of manual manual kind of work from, from the user's um, side to, you know, to keep the liquidity always in the right places. Um, so yeah, and, and as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're also looking at designing some custom bonding curves for things like the AUST UST pool, because it's it's a bit different. It's not a stable swap because it's not one for one, um, but the price, the, the difference, um, the price ratio should remain stable. So like I said, at the moment, one AUST is worth 1.16 uh, UST. Uh, that will change over time, you know, as AUST grows in value. Um, you know, initially it was one for one now it's 1.16 you know in the future it'll be one one to 1.2 etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, so we actually need to design a, a, a specific bonding curve algorithm for that pair uh, so that it maintains that that ratio um, and it maintains that that as a constant so that there's no slippage and no loss for, for either users or liquidity providers uh, so yeah I think that kind of covers off what we're doing um, on the bonding curve side of things um does anyone have another question
1: yeah i think if we do have any questions we'll, we'll wrap up but um yeah we've co- i mean we've covered a lot of information in this uh in this ama in general so uh, yeah we'll give it another minute give it another minute but yeah so uh, just in general just touching on you know obviously q1 is, is massive for loop like we've got so much happening uh and it's probably like could be a little bit tough to keep track of everything that's going on but uh, you know, it's obviously everything's moving and, and the momentum's really kicked in in terms of, you know, our TVL growing massively. Uh, it's it's very exciting to see because, you know, we, I talked on a space the other day about launches and how, you know, you know launches can sometimes can sometimes have a few issues with launches. And, you know, it wasn't the, the, the cleanest start to everything, but we're really on track now and the momentum's building on massive. So. Uh, looks
3: like we've got Capricious Sage here who, who might have a question. So go ahead.
5: Hey guys, um, currently got COVID, can't talk properly, so I'm going to try to keep this brief.
1: Sorry, <laughs> it's like, it's like everyone else. Is same, going. same. Don't worry. Yeah, so same. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so with this AUST USP
5: pool uh, that you guys have got, um, there was, as many know, there was a uh, an AUST UST pool already on TerraSwap. Uh, its liquidity was. Dog awful, and people were getting utterly wrecked. Um, We're we're talking they put 400,000 AUST in, they'd get 200,000 UST out, uh, and then a bot was coming along and sniping the ARB trade and walking away with $200,000 of profit in a few seconds, which is not fair. Um, To try and help with this situation, um, I injected a fairly considerable amount of liquidity to the pair. To try and help alleviate things, the ideal solution would have been to just completely get rid of the pair, but nobody wanted to do that. Um, and whilst that did help a little bit, TerraSwap's multi-hop process meant that if someone is trading from AUST to B Luna on TerraSwap, it would automatically go from AUST to UST, getting people wrecked from UST to Luna, from Luna to B Luna, all in one hop, and people weren't realising that they were getting completely smushed. Um, now with Loop having the uh, its AUST-UST pair, the the liquidity on the terrace one's down again, ouch, more people getting wrecked. Um, what I don't understand is that why, why would anyone want to actually use an AUST-UST pair either, outside of either one, not understanding that if you right now wanted to swap 10 million dollars like an insane amount of money from aust to ust you can go on to anchor right now and swap it for a dollar um, and suffer absolutely zero slippage to get it at the perfect rate versus if you do that on on either the Terra swap pair or the loop pair you're gonna get smushed so it seems that each pair only exists to catch people that don't know that they can do it elsewhere and to create um, arbitrage opportunities for the people who realize that they should have done it elsewhere and are taking advantage of the fact that they didn't know better. So what what purpose do they serve? Uh, If it's, I understand that if it was cross-chain that there is some validity to it there, but it seems that these pairs existing in the first place only seem to create um, market inefficiencies as opposed to efficiencies and that both TerraSwap and Loop should instead just be going, hey, just, just swap it first on Anchor, or ideally tying in directly into Anchor's built-in, uh, it's not really a normal swap mechanism, but its process of, of exchanging ADUST to UST to make sure that that all happens at the proper rate, and then continuing on with a multi-swap hop or whatever else the pair is there. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a, a more stable mechanism, being that it functions as an infinite liquidity pool to ensure Zero slippage.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's some really good points. And look, it's something that we're obviously you know very key, a problem that we're very keen to solve. Um, and we because we do see a lot of benefit in having the AUST UST port there. Uh, one is just to make it convenient uh, for people who don't you know you don't have to go to Anchor and then get AUST and then come back. Um, you can just and if we have essentially what is a stable swap um, bonding curve algorithm, which is going to hold that. Um, you know, there's always, like I said, it's going to be always 1 to 1.16 or whatever the uh, whatever the exact rate at the time should be, um, then there'll be no loss for LPs and there'd be no loss for the user as well because it would be like any other stable swap where it's always 1 to 1, like the Curve V1 algorithm. Is always going to give you one pretty much close, you know, as close as possible to one to one, so there wouldn't be any swap there. So, but your, your suggestion for potentially using anchor in the background is another good one. Yeah, that's definitely another way to solve that. Um, I mean, in the future, we're actually, I think I don't know if you missed the maybe you missed the start of the AMA, that, um, but we talked about how in the future we're actually looking at having AUST pools on our decks instead of UST pools. So we'll have a lot of AUST pairs uh, that we won't actually have UST pairs uh, for. And in those cases, if you want to go from UST to one of those assets, it will have to route through AUST. So the AUST to UST pair will become, you know, uh, a, a routing pair essentially. Um, but before we do that, we obviously need to solve this issue of the, yeah. of the, um, the impairment loss issue. So, yeah, we're, we're, it's something that we're working
5: on actively and, yeah.
1: Yeah, Sorry,
5: uh, to- at the moment... At the moment, if someone was to swap half a million in AUST to UST on Luke's pair, they're looking at a 20% price impact. That's yeah. massive. And I, I've, been, like, I've been watching the trade history on both of these pairs, like, particularly on the TerraSwap pair for, for the last I think two months, and it's heartbreaking seeing how many people not realising what they're doing and poof, there goes a couple of people's annual wages in an instant and a bot just jumps in and goes, "Yeah, I'll take that thing." Yeah, it well, look, maybe
3: maybe, maybe as a temporary solution, we should actually put a limit, you know, on that, um, you know, how much people can trade on that. Obviously, we're we're relying on people's intelligence to, you know, only trade small amounts on the, um, you <laughs> know, on that on that pair. The but probably
5: says that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, relying on people's intelligence is usually a bad idea. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> I look. That.
3: Maybe uh, as a temporary solution, we should at least put a warning there, you know, saying, look, you know, or even actually just literally stop people from trading, you know, like high amounts on that pair. So, yeah, I think...
2: Yeah, um, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, obviously our target audience are not people who are doing 500K trades, especially right now. but, But as you guys said, yeah, people make mistakes. So that's a very good point. I'll actually get the team working on this ASAP. Maybe we put in a... Uh, a limitation where if the slippage is higher than let's say two percent um then then it'll just it'll it won't let you go above that value in the from or the to field i didn't even yeah. say one percent yeah, 1%. yeah i'd keep
5: through, it you can, can push TerraSwap to do the same thing because i have seen dozens and dozens of these um yeah well into the six figure range transactions go through and people just getting burnt um it yeah, really well. does feel like it. The ideal solution would be is that if it's just going to be part of um, part of part of the multi-hop there, is to whether or not both Loop and TerraSwap can figure out a way to rather than need to run a liquidity pool for that AUST UST pair, which I understand on on other ecosystems it's necessary to have that pool because they don't have an anchor providing an infinite liquidity perfect rate swap at essentially a, a negligible fee it's always going to be less than the fee of of any dex or anything like that because it doesn't have to pay lp provides um, so if there was a way that basically all of the other swaps just happily go on on whichever dex that they're on but that aust usp swap component was to use and integrate with anchor's um uh, deposit burn redeem mechanism for getting that perfect rate that would mean that one it's gonna be much more um, capital efficient as far as making sure that people are deploying their liquidity on the pairs that actually need it and that you're not putting a bunch of liquidity into a pair that's essentially serving as a redundancy and that we're not ending up in a situation where there was rather than already having one low liquidity pair causing people to get wrecked now we've got two low liquidity pairs both risking getting people wrecked if we can replace them both with just a thing that already uses Essentially, a perfect swap mechanism. Um, then all of that capital can be put somewhere else. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm 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 saying this as the guy that's providing, let's just say, a very unhealthy percentage of of the liquidity on on the Terra swap pair. Um, I, I I did that to try and stop people from be, from getting wrecked. But I'd be lying if it, if I said that it wasn't giving me an an eye watering yield on a stablecoin um which is cool but not like i don't like the fact that i'm getting that yield off the back of people getting hurt but i'm doing it to try and make them get less hurt if that makes any sense um so yeah but i would much rather that pool not exist knowing that it means people aren't going to get hurt and then i'll go back to doing doing other things um that seems like the fairest model and then we can all put liquid at the end of the pairs that that
2: need it (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. and, and no. at the start of the ama when, when we were talking about reaching 100 percent efficiency that's that's exactly what we we're planning on doing but you're right there there are ways that we can make the process to 100 percent more efficient and and stop people from getting smushed so and and, and this is the beauty of of loop right this, this is what sets us apart from other dexes and other projects is, is that we are very community focused uh we're very engaged with people like you so uh, you know you will see um a solution implemented very quickly and, and and like you said before you couldn't get that done you know on on other platforms while well, it's it's getting done on on loop right so thank thanks cool. for the feedback that was great we'll yeah, we'll, we'll discuss this um, afterwards and we'll implement a solution awesome yeah, yeah, i'm
3: hoping thanks, that, Capricio,
5: you guys so. can, that you can also that that will also be useful for forming a little bit of pressure on on other said decks to do something as well because that one's also, the, the big issue that I see with this particular pair is that the majority of the people who will be using it on loop, loop is where people go when they know what they're doing. Terror swap is where people go because they're just using the default thing. Um, so the people who are most likely to do a really big, really stupid trade are probably going to do it on the default one because they yep. don't know that.
3: <laughs> so yeah, I'm, yeah I'm well, hoping. unfortunately, TerraSwap is the one that's integrated into TerraStation, you know, into the mobile app and into yeah. the desktop app. So that's kind of the default that people use without even realizing they're using TerraSwap. Um, yeah,
5: exactly. But- and it's, it's not clear. Like, um, just yesterday, I watched a trade that someone did um, 24,000 AUST into B And it went, and I looked at the trade details and it went the hop, 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 hop. Um, and and the slippage was pretty awful, <laughs> to be blunt. Um, um, and it, it used that, is a whole whole mess of things. And, and the person kind of got smushed by a good couple of grand at the end. Um, not as bad as um, the other day when someone put in four hundred grand and they got back uh, three hundred. <laughs> or they two weeks before that when they put in four hundred grand and they got back two hundred. <laughs> but you know, well, at least it's all better than when this the the AUST UST pair was first added. It had $800 of liquidity when it was first added. And someone put in, I think, $250,000. They got back $780. And the person who had the snipe bot ready put in $780 and got back $230,000.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well
3: right. luckily luckily our pool grew. I mean, we put in a ton of liquidity ourselves and it's it's grown quite quickly. I mean, that's part of the reason we're incentivizing it as well, is just to get that, you know, get that TVL up as quickly as absolutely possible to prevent um that from happening. But yeah, in the meantime, as Simon said, we'll we'll definitely put um you know some kind of controls and restrictions over that pool. So yeah, thanks again. Thanks so much, Capricious Sage. You've been um it's great to have you on here and yeah. Keep um, keep letting us know how we can improve the the experience for users. That's that's what we're trying to do. Doesn't seem like we've got any more questions. Yeah, I think that's the big one for this week. So thanks everyone so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week at at the same time. So um, and we're always on Telegram, Discord, pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you've got any questions in the meantime, just hit us up there, and um, we'll we'll do our best to answer them. So thanks everyone, and have a great weekend.
0: Awesome guys. See you later. Thank you. Good job! Uh, I think most of the speakers today had COVID, so we all got yep. together.
4: We kept building, so <laughs> a way to work through it, everyone. Yeah, that's I thought right. I wasn't even going to make it. I,
1: I didn't think I was going to make it. I thought I was going to die last night. So uh,
0: <laughs>
1: we're here. We're here.
2: Good for keeping it alive, people. Cool. Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Have a good weekend.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Loop AMA, recorded on January sixth, two thousand twenty-two. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Orbital Command, the community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Make sure to visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of the other educational resources they create, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts, and much more. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
4: Gotta keep it rolling like a Tesla makes me Wanna puke my brains out all over these pastries I'm just trying to lay here and be all lazy Please tell the drugs they don't need to chase me So get laced then start your pacing Color me impressed with all this crazy I don't wanna be crass But maybe I'd give my right nut For one of them Dre beats Or maybe get dressed up all mainstream Run for office and empty your savings Trying to get paid in rustic cravings Brainwash blame game, picking up rage Getting operated like madmen, ladies. Hating on everything great from the 80s. Lately, the bait's been looking angry. Dainty till you see what they dangling. Hanging off a stick, shape of a ghost to haunt your crib Raking in the most without boring me Just another day in the life of a quarantine everyone who ever wrote to me feed opening through a new wave of growing pains Best case, they never even noticed me Slipping a fast one into the closest G Stick another chicken in the crisper Whisper the magic words and listen for the whimper The simpler the better, so buy the dip Blindfold on tight, ghost ride the whip Straight at another ghost ship Let's see what the goats win When you get tossed in the ocean And you don't swim, not what I was hoping Going nowhere fast, lost in the potion There is nothing more foreseeable as a public health crisis for, uh, you know, again, a world where we're just living on
1: top of each other in in crowded and polluted cities uh, than a pandemic. Uh, And yeah, every academic, every researcher who's looked at this
0: uh, knew this was coming. In fact, even intelligence agencies, I can tell you firsthand because I used to read the reports, uh, had been planning for pandemics. And yet, when we
1: needed it, the system has now failed us. And it has failed us comprehensively. And the thing that I find grotesque about this situation is that now, the people who are being asked to sacrifice the most are the people who are in the most precarious positions, who have the least to give. We're constantly being told, uh, we need the rich."
0: Spaces.